0: Hi, FetGirl here with Ashley Newman, a clinical pathology resident at Cornell University. And today, she's going to be teaching us about a general approach to evaluating a cytology smear. When you've performed a fine needle aspirate or you're looking at any cytology in-house, we basically have a pretty systematic approach to how we look at cytologies. And this can help you when you're looking at your own. So first, you want to start at a low-power view, or 10X. And what you want to do at 10X is to get a general impression of what you're seeing. And the way we kind of break it up is, do you have a heterogeneous population of cells, meaning a mixed bag of things, or do you have a homogeneous population of cells where they all look to be the same cell type? Now, typically with a heterogeneous population of cells, that's going to be your inflammatory aspirates. So with inflammation, there are usually neutrophils, macrophages, maybe you have some multinucleate giant cells or eosinophils or any sort of your inflammatory cells. So it's going to be a very mixed bag of things. So with those samples, you want to get a sense of which cells are there. And then also at 10X, try to look around and see what are they focused around. So what are the inflammatory cells kind of centered on? Some Sometimes it may be a foreign object or it could be an infectious agent. So when you see them kind of grouping around things, that's where you maybe want to go down and look closer and try to hunt for an infectious agent or, for example, ruptured follicular cysts, which can happen very commonly in private practice. The squamous epithelial cells that are in those cysts, when they rupture, that actually acts as like an endogenous foreign body, and it's going to incite an inflammatory response where the body's going to try to wall off. So at 10X, you would easily be able to see those squamous epithelial cells as kind of light blue, kind of turquoise, a color of keratin, and that kind of being scattered in the background where the inflammatory cells are focused around. So there's a lot you can get at 10X, where homogenous population of cells, those are more for your neoplastic or possibly hyperplastic lesions. In that case, maybe they look different because they're variable, but overall, they're all the same cell type. And when you're aspirating something, if it's hyperplastic, it could just be a normal tissue that is proliferated. So for example, if you're aspirating prostate and there's benign prostatic hyperplasia, there is prostatic epithelium but there's just more of it, but it looks pretty uniform. So for us as clinical pathologists, it's pretty hard to differentiate if something is truly hyperplastic or if it's neoplastic. So really you're gonna need a biopsy for those things. But just know that if the cells are mainly the same cell type, then you're probably not in the inflammatory camp and you're thinking of more of a neoplastic lesion. If it's neoplastic at low power, you wanna get a sense of the arrangement of cells. And of course you remember your different categories of neoplasias. So in general, when the cells are more individualized, you're going to think of a more round cell tumor. If the cells are really clustering together and you have a cluster of cells and nothing and a cluster of cells and a cluster of cells, and they're really tightly cohesive, then you're going to be more thinking of your epithelial tumors. Or if you have cells that are kind of hanging out together and aggregating, but then they're also seen alone, then that would be more of your mesenchymal tumors. And then the last category, which isn't so commonly thought of, is where we see lots of kind of free, or we call them naked nuclei, and they're kind of all in the background, and then you see cells that are kind of just packeting together, but they have really indistinct borders. And for that, we have a category that we call our kind of endocrine or neuroendocrine tumors. And a thyroid tumor is a perfect example of something in that category. So it doesn't quite fit into the classic appearance of your epithelial tumors. So at 10X, you also just want to take the time to scan the entire slide and make sure you're not missing anything. Sometimes right at the feathered edge, you may see a fungal agent that got pushed out to the feather. So you want to try to make sure you're not missing anything. So after 10X, once you've gotten that sense of what's going, On, you can go closer and try to look. For example, if you're debating, you're not quite sure if it's an epithelial or mesenchymal population, look to see if the cells look spindly, in which case, remember, mesenchymal tumors have spindle cells. But if you're not quite sure if the cells are cohesive, if you see red cells kind of scooting through in between the cells, then it's probably more likely a mesenchymal cell tumor because your epithelial cells are going to be closely adhered and red cells aren't going to be able to go in between them. And then you want to judge the morphology of the cells, which can help you tell maybe what type of tumor it is. So the N to C ratio or your nuclear to cytoplasmic ratio. For example, your lymphoma is going to have a very classic high nuclear to cytoplasmic ratio. So a lot of nucleus, not a lot of cytoplasm. The color of the cells, the shape of the cells, all of those things help you to determine what it is. Also then, you want to look at your cells and judge them for cytologic criteria of malignancy. Sometimes you get a sense of that at 10x where there is a giant cell that hits you in the face and that is not normal compared to the other little cell next to it. So variation in cell size, nuclear size, or anisocytosis, anisokaryosis, multinucleated or binucleated cells, and then mitotic figures. And mitotic figures sounds like a vague term, but really it's just a cell that looks like it's undergoing mitosis. So it doesn't really have a nucleus, it just has lots of little chromosomes that are sometimes bizarre looking. And if you see a lot of those, then that could tell you that it's potentially more malignant. It's important to recognize though that these processes are not mutually exclusive. You can certainly have a tumor with areas of inflammation or necrosis and then often those are the more tough judgment calls because there can be cells that look very angry and suspicious for a tumor but if there's inflammation you would be amazed how cells can really look reactive. For example spindle cells can be very angry looking fibroblasts in the face of inflammation. So you want to be very cautious about calling something a sarcoma, and you definitely want to send those samples to a clinical pathologist to evaluate. And often, we won't even be definitive in the face of inflammation like that, depending on the case. And then we may recommend a biopsy to look at the architecture of the tissue and to give you a better idea. So in general, You want to be sure, if you're aspirating an organ, you could certainly have normal tissue, so it doesn't have to be a tumor if you have a homogenous population of cells. But these general guidelines give you an idea if you have a mass, which shouldn't be there in the first place, and then this kind of logarithm can help you map out what you're looking at.